Yeah, yeah, what is good? You know what it is, man. You know the vibes. It's been a minute. J Street Vibes. It's your man's Kenny Careway. Here's Jason Jones back from my COVID-19 vacation. Not because I had COVID-19. I was about to say clarify that, man. So, you know, uh, a, a you vacation, clarify. A vacation during <laughs> COVID-19 was pretty much meant. Uh, I got to clean up the kitchen. Uh, okay. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, got my oil changed in the car. Oh, oh, now we got action. Had to improve that, you know, you know, got to up the gas mileage because, you know, the car's not getting much use anyway. But, you know, yeah. I haven't gotten the car, the oil change. This is like a rare. I mean, I haven't gotten the oil changed uh, just for the second time, I think, this year, maybe. Mm. I need an oil change myself. Like, as we speak, I meant to go get it this weekend, but uh, I was half-stepping it. So I definitely need to do that this week. So, yeah, if any, if any uh, Jiffy Lubes or... Um, I forgot any other oil changing people want to sponsor the J Street Vibes. Hey, let us know. We'll send all oil changes your way. Absolutely. Just as long as you have the bag. If you have the bag, we'll do it. I'll get my oil changed. If y'all want to compensate me, I will get my oil changed (laughs) every week. Like I know I only went 18 miles, you know, since the last time you saw me. But, you know, hey. I got these coupons. You know, right. Make, right. These, make these things work. <laughs> so, you know, um, we, you know, Jason's been enjoying his vacation. I've been, you know, trying to get my feet under me with the whole D-Lo and KC show. You guys check that out. 1320 ESPN, 12 to 2 every Monday through Friday. So, you know, we we, we got we got some endeavors going on, man. And, you know, we, we were trying to uh, make sure we handled that. Plus, there wasn't much of anything going on in the way of Kingsland right now. Everything has been um, a stalemate. So that's one of the reasons why we've been gone for the past couple of weeks. And, you know, I mean, we could talk about NBA playoffs all day, but, you know, this is supposed to be J Street vibes. It's not uh, goddamn Park Avenue vibes, you know, wherever the NBA headquarters is. It's J Street vibes. So we talked Kings basketball. There wasn't much going on. So, you know, we we, we took the time to just kind of chill. But we're back. You know, we're back here. We're we going to get the people what they want. And uh, Jason, I, you know, we got to pick up right here with the direction of this team, what direction they're going in, because we got some uh, some more information about the GM search earlier this week about candidates they plan on interviewing, candidates that have dropped out of the interview process. And uh, I know you've been all over it, man. What you hearing? Uh, right now, we're down to four. We started six uh, candidates the Kings requested interviews with, and it's like Trajan, a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Trajan Langdon, uh, GM in New Orleans, said, no, thank you. But can you really blame him? You want to leave Zion and the crew to come to Sacramento? No. No. no <laughs> Adam no, Simon, no, assistant GM in Miami. You leaving the heat? You leaving South Beach to live in Sacramento? No. No. You, you, you got, you know, one of the best structures, best organizations in the league. You're not leaving that to come – basically show up and probably get fired in a few years anyway damn and, and then you know gotta you gotta live in sacramento when you could have been damn. in south beach you could have oh just my been in gosh. South beach. this guy's supposed to be on vacation you're supposed to be happy and you're just just shooting up uh king's organization in the city of sacramento damn I'm jason just, i'm just saying if i'm adam simon and i've lived the last 25 years in south on south beach and in miami why the hell would i walk away from that to come to try to fix the Kings. Well, because Sacramento might not be washed away soon in a hurricane. Well, even then, at least you're in Miami when it happens. <laughs> and I and I definitely hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I, I got love for Miami. Never been to Miami. I got to go. I love but, it down uh, there. Even though King of Diamonds is closed down, I love. I still love Miami. Yeah, never been to Miami. I got to get out there, man. Definitely got to do that. But but I'm I'm sorry, I digress. Yeah, R.I.P. Simons is definitely. R.I.P. to K.O.D., but hey. Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, he's not leaving. So now they're down to four, you say? Yeah, so we got uh, Sach, as people call him around the league, Sachin Gupta, uh, a VP with Minnesota, mm-hmm. where he's interesting because, as we all know, Vivek Ranadive loves him some Sam Hankey. You know, everyone has, you know, every dude has a man crush, like, you know, like, <laughs> hey, that, that dude right there, he, he the man. You know, you know, for me, you know, unrelated to like any like Laker Magic Johnson fandom, it's The Rock. I'm like, if I could be a dude, I'd be The Rock. The mm-hmm. Rock is like the coolest thing going, you know, but mm-hmm. Vivek loves him some Sam Hinkie. 
And if you can't get Sam Hinkie, who do you get? You get the next in command, which was uh, Sachin Gupta, who was the, oddly enough, the, the man credited with constructing that infamous 2015 trade with Vlade, where basically <laughs> they took a bunch of Kings contracts and for the right to basically own the Kings draft for five years. So, so, so essentially you're saying he owes us. So if, 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 if Vivek wants him, he owes it to Vivek to take the job. Ain't no, I'm, I'm going to think about this or I'm going to decline. No, you owe the Sacramento Kings. All right. Period. Does he really owe the Kings? Yes. He got over on him for like 10 years. You owe him. (laughs) You owe Vivek. Don't hate the player, hate the game. If Vivek wants you, you have to sign on the dotted line. You owe him. He didn't ask the GM who had the job for like six weeks to make that trade. (laughs) You know, he didn't say, hey, you want to make a salary? You want to dump salary so that you can go ahead and sign, you know, another center? And, you know, okay, I digress. Then you got... um, Calvin Booth, who to me is an interesting uh, uh, target. He's the GM of the Denver Nuggets. He's going to have that job for about a month or so. No, less, le- definitely less than two months. But if he comes to Sacramento, he would have a chance to be running his own show. Whereas in Denver, he's the GM under Tim Connolly, who's the VP, who runs everything. You know, and, and um, if you do, if people familiar are familiar with Denver. Uh, the the last uh, GM they had that went out and became something kind of big with a guy named Masai Ujiri, mm. you know, and so <laughs> you can't, you can't do worse than coming from, you know, the Denver tree, potentially a, a team that's pretty much been built organically. They I mean, they went out and signed Paul Millsap, but you know, their two best players are players they drafted, you know, they've, you know, been able to, add and they got Porter. Michael Porter. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, that, that was the guy I want the Kings to take. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't all. I, mean, I was like, if you don't like Luca, take this Porter guy. But hey, you know, no, we're not. We're not going to make it about who, that who, today. Porter, Porter, who's um, he's kind of questionably outspoken. <laughs> like it, it seems like the only thing I've liked about Michael Porter in his career is his game. <laughs> he likes to say when things. he gets in front of a mic or or his IG uh, live followers or whatever the case. Or he may gets be. on or he gets on Twitter. <laughs> How do you go from I haven't tweeted since things from like Valentine's Day to yeah? Hey, let's pray for the cops to kill George Floyd too now, guys. That was not gonna you know, know, know your audience, Michael. That yeah, was not decision gonna... making in the uh, in in press conferences and on Twitter and Instagram. Not his strong suit, but that boy can score. He can yeah, put it in the bucket. Though, his press conference about the ball not moving enough, blah blah blah. It was it wasn't as bad when you heard the whole clip, but you know, yeah, no one I, no one cares about the whole clip anymore. It's about tweets. So yeah, yeah. Then okay, after that you've got um, Wes Wilcox, former uh, GM in Atlanta, been an advisor there. Uh, he's interesting because. In no the no we all know the kind of the climate of 2020 about you know you know racial sensitivity racial inclusion. I was, I was just about to ask you. Yeah, Go ahead, finish. He, it. <laughs> he's best remembered though not for the fact that while he was for five years GM, that the the Hawks had winning records. He's best remembered for making a joke at a what was it was tickets like ticket holders where he pretty much said but for you know if you don't know Wes Wilcock is white. And he made it basically made a joke that he's used to being fussed at and blamed for everything. He's um he's in a uh, interracial marriage and has three uh, mixed kids, so he's used damn. To being and you know, the the joke didn't go over well with some of the black folks that heard that who no. were like, "So you're going to play into the stereotype that black women are aggressive?" Thanks a lot, Wes. Yo, that's Wes crazy. I I, so, was, I had ner- I did not know that. I wasn't going to go there with what I thought. You know. <laughs> I was about to ask. I did not. I never heard that before. That's yeah, that, crazy. That, 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 I was going to ask. That, that kind of led him down the rabbit. That kind of led him down the rabbit hole of you know eventually being reassigned in the franchise on the franchise. <laughs> That's crazy. I never heard that before. I was going to ask. Was he around? Was he involved in the whole Danny Ferry thing? He re- he replaced Danny Ferry, I believe. As a GM. Mm. Was he there? <laughs> Or did yeah, he come he was, from somewhere else? I believe he was. I believe he came. I, I, I believe he was there. I believe he. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but he he had been in Cleveland, and then he became the assistant GM in uh, the assistant GM in Atlanta. So he was there when Danny, you know, made his 
Like I said, the Hawks love to say. Yeah, I was about dumb to say shit. the other racial, <laughs> racially insensitive really? comment. How, how many have they had in the last five years? I say that, I had that, never heard that one that you just talked about. Yeah, though. I think I that's think West, crazy. West was trying to be a comedian, but you know, you're not Gary Owen, and you know. <laughs> So you can't, you know, Gary Owen can get away with that. Not so much you talking to the season ticket holders or whoever it may be sponsored. Yeah, they don't want to hear, they don't want to hear you go, you know, Gary Owen or some other. I'm sorry, I keep on saying Gary Owen. He's the only I could think of a white comedian married to a black woman. I'm pretty sure there are more, but he's the one I could think of. And I've met yeah, that's him the only one I know off the top of my head. I met him before. He was pretty funny. So, and then I'm missing one guy, Monty McNair. Yeah, Monty McNair, assistant GM in Houston, former Princeton football player. And kind of along the lines of uh, Gupta, I hope I'm saying his name right. You know, I'm pretty sure someone will hit me if I'm not. But he's uh, from kind of like, you know, the hanky tree. The hanky tree also kind of starts with Daryl Morey. So you got to, you know, if you're going to go from the hanky tree or the Morey tree, you got McNair in there. So either way, you've got, and I say this with all due respect, you got the nerd quotient in there. Mm. You know, <laughs> you know the guys who went to MIT and the Princeton who maybe aren't basketball people, but. They've got, you know, they're in basketball. So you've got, yeah. right right now, those are your four. I, I'm still not convinced those will be the only four. I, I, as I talk to people around the league, there's still a lot of questions about how this thing would even work in Sacramento because there were people who were interested that I talked to because they thought Joe Dumars would be running stuff. Mm. And now it's like, oh, no, you'll report to Vivek, and Joe ain't going to have no power. So it's like I kind of get the vibes. I kind of get the vibes and the feeling after hearing what you've had to say and reading some stuff over this weekend that I don't know if Joe Dumars is going to be around at all. I don't think Joe knows. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he's a real candidate for this job at all. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And even the report that came out from Buddy Sam Amick that Joe's not even going to be a part of the interview. Mm. So yeah, I'm. I guess I said I hope they're paying Joe well to babysit the front office. Because I mean, you know, that's basically what he's doing right now, and I don't. I don't say that disrespectfully to Joe. I'm like, this is just this is just insane to me that in August you were willing to come out and say that Joe has final say over your general manager at the time, Vlade. Now that same guy who you were willing to give final say to on basketball decisions can't even be a part of the interviews. Jason, this is this is concerning because you know what it sounds like to me. It sounds like this just the scenario you just laid out five seconds ago. It sounds like Vivek has been logging onto Twitter too much. As soon as all that came out, you had the 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 Kings. I don't want to be disparaging to anybody, but. Yet, yet, Kings fans on Twitter saying, "Hell no to Joe Dumars. No, do not bring in Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. I need somebody from this and that, this and that, and this and that." And now, all of a sudden, like you just said, he was supposed to be in charge of all your basketball operations, and now he can't even get an interview. How did how did we get there? Other than I swear, feels like Vivek is just logging into Twitter and trying to see what these fans are talking about. Yeah, that's Kings what it feels are, like to me. Yeah, the Kings issued the statement saying that Joe would help set up the structure of the front office, and I'm like, okay, if you if you said he was going to do that, why would he not be a part of the interviews? Mm. Like I said, it makes no sense. But hey, these are the Kings, and what has made sense over the last few, 14 years, not a whole lot. And is I mean, this is as you talk to people around the league, and you know, I I, I talk to people who were maybe interested in the job. That's part of their concern because, you know, Vivek, for better or worse, has the reputation of a person who will change his mind a lot from Whoa. like day to, from day to day. And people who have worked in that building will tell you the same thing, that part of the press and stress, uh, pressure, pressure and stress of, of working there is that not knowing how he's going to feel from day to day. It's like, you know, the story we had came out months ago about, you know, him, he can't stand, he hated Luke Walton, who's a horrible coach. I talked to another person who told me, don't get fooled by that. He was infatuated with Luke, too. Don't, this is not just a Vlade thing. He was infatuated with Luke as well. So don't give him the pass of dumping this on Vlade that, like, oh, we got Luke here. And, you know, 
and it was all blotted, you know. No, let's let's not. We, we can't, you know. Right now, we're going to be on what GM number three, man, bro. And, I, and, and I, it's I, in, in seven years. I, I I like Vivek. I've said this numerous times. I'll continue to say it. From I've never really met the guy, so I don't know him on that personal level. But things that I see, uh, you know, about the way he, you know, type type of guy he is and how he does things. Um, off the court and off the basketball operation side, seems like a really good guy. He, there's no, I keep saying this. He fired Vladi off of like a week, a half, week and a half of basketball in the bubble. Now that's different <laughs> besides saying Vladi deserved to, to go. There's people who say deserved to go, whatever the case may be. But the fact remains before the bubble, Vladi was not on the hot seat from everything that I've read. And I understand he was not on any type of, bro, well, if you don't get this done in the bubble, you might be out. That was not the case. Mm-hmm. Everything was cool. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, after a week and a half of like three bad games in the bubble, he fires him. You gave the man an extension a year ago. You gave the man an extension. You let him hire a coach. You let him extend Buddy. You let him ex- you give Harrison a new – you let him do all of these things. I, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, was, you know, I think we can all agree that Vlade had his issues with that job, but I understand Vlade saying, you know what, you didn't hire me a year ago, 14 months ago, 15 months ago, the franchise was mine to run. Now I gotta, now I gotta give up my control. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I understand, you know, but yeah. All because it, a week and a half in the bubble. And some people will point to Joe Dumars coming in at the beginning of the season and saying that continues a pattern as well. I can I can buy that. That's but like true. I said, it was to me, like I said, if, the, if they said the season, um, we weren't bringing the season back. Vladi's not getting fired. It's I as agree. simple as that. He's I not agree. getting fired. So it was literally like four games. And he said, you know what? I, I've got to fire this guy. Yeah, I, I, it, this was embarrassing. And then, you know, I, to me, I don't, I don't underestimate the, the notion of that you're watching on TV. And oh my God, Luca is going is playing. Luca had another thirty point triple double. And mm. oh God, you know, and you, you got that whole backdrop going on. And the, you know, I, I just think that all of it. You know, the Luca. You know, they didn't make the playoffs. All that stuff. And then on the field, and I was on on Twitter. You know, former King, former uh, G League coach Derek Martin was going in about they got to get rid of Matina. Oh, <laughs> he, he, wait a minute. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He actually mentioned her. Yeah, this he is, went in. This is the first. This is this is huge. Why didn't we lead with this? I didn't see this. I didn't hear about this. Yeah. Why didn't we lead with this? I this is the first it. time people have 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 mentioned the unspoken, the woman that cannot be spoken about for years now. And he he went out there and said her name. Yeah. Yeah, he said it. He's like, they got to get rid of Matina. And, oh, man. And people I've talked, I mean, people don't know, she's the uh, chief, I believe, chief operating officer. And I believe after the, uh, Vlade was let go, resigned, whatever, they can, however you want to dress it, Vlade got fired. But, mm-hmm. you know, after that, they, they issued a statement to the Sacramento Bee basically saying Matina does not have any input on basketball decisions. Mm. So which someone asked me to, you know, I, I, I communicate with a lot of people basically were like, hold up. Then why is she in the room during the draft and free agency and free agency? Why is she in the room? Mm. If she has no, you know, and I said, you know, this has been and like I said, it's everyone kind of refers to her as the woman you don't talk about. And, and and like I said, my point of view was that I've never been like I've never been allowed to talk to her. I've been I've covered this team since two thousand nine. I may have spoken to her three times, and one time she was criticizing me, and didn't know I was standing there. Mm. <laughs> so, and, you know, and I mean, I've never gotten in, and I've and you know, just people know, I have requested interviews with. I have I, this past March, I requested an interview with her. Because you know it was you know obviously COVID and everything hit and that threw life and you know threw everyone a curveball. But I probably don't get that interview. But I felt like for all the things that I've heard about her over the years, all the things that have said about her, you know, her control of the franchise, the fact that she got her boys Vladi and Peja those jobs, the fact that Peja mm-hmm. had two had two jobs when he got there, like a personnel job and GM of the G League team to get two checks, 
and that she hooked all that up, that all that, that all that happened, I feel like she should have a right to speak on that. Like, but mm. she don't talk, but she doesn't talk to me, so it is what it is. And I just said it on the podcast, but oh well, you know. It's whatever. It's whatever. That's words, why. You, that's why you come to the vibes, man. We keep it a stack at words, all times. In the words of CM Punk, "Oop, there goes that wall." <laughs> <laughs> here's here's what you're uh, you're referring to on Twitter this weekend. I got the tweets right here. Pete Youngman, or our man Pete, man. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations to him getting affiliated with that new G League team out in uh, Walnut Creek, man. He's a big, big fan of the show, man. Always show love for Pete, except when it comes to uh, any Chiefs-related um, situations. <laughs> got no love for that. But other than that, Pete's my guy. But uh, Pete tweeted out earlier, I think they were talking about um, just Sacramento and the Kings organization in general. And he said, it's truly a diamond in the rough and a wise man or woman that knows the NBA will be able to see this. Then Derek Martin comes in off the top rope with the flying elbow and and simply says, to start, Matina has to go. (laughs) Out of nowhere. (laughs) And I can tell you there are a number of players and people who have worked there who would tell you the exact same thing. And this is where it gets kind of murky because no one knows exactly why. But the thing is, she definitely has Vivek's ear. And it's Mm. like, of all the people to survive the whole Maloof, you know, the whole financial scandal that they've had there. It's like, why is she still here? Right. No she one... spans two ownerships. Yeah. You know, and uh, and as, as somebody once told me, of all the good people that have been here that are gone, how did she survive? And I would love to ask her that. I would love to sit down and have an actual interview. At this point, I would love to have a Zoom. I've asked. Mm. But hey, it, I don't, I, I, you know, I ain't a lead. I ain't in the clique. I don't get that <laughs> phone calls, you know. I don't get... I don't get invited to have wine and chit chat. You know, they don't know. <laughs> I got to go talk to the players, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too cool with Michael Malone, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, who knows? It, re- <laughs> it really is bizarre, man, because, um, you know, I've just heard about her, you know, throughout, um, throughout the years. And then the last year, year and a half, two years or so, I've been covering the team. Like you said, it's just, I think I've seen her. I think I know what she looks like, but you're not, I'm not even really sure. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I not, have, I know, like I said, I know who she is. I've actually, uh, at Buddy Hill's, uh, like a charity dinner was, you know, they were raising funds for the Bahamas. I actually sat at the same table with her. Mm. She talked oh, to wow. Sam Amick and not, she didn't talk to me. She talked to Sam Amick the whole time. I was, might as well have been, you know, sipping on a 40. You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't important. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm, you said I'm Jason old. had that Colt 45, huh? You had that old E there, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was only writing a story about the event, you know, but hey, what the hell does it matter? <laughs> you know, you know, and she's, I mean, she's, I mean, like I, said, I don't know her. I don't know her. I mean, she said a couple of things to me. She, she thanked me one time because I had tweeted something about my son on the autism spectrum and how we went to go see WWE and it was a, the noise was too much. And I, I just tweeted how the, the people who worked there were so good to him and like, let him stay mm. in the office. She mm-hmm. thanked me for saying that, you know, but we've never had like a King's talk before, right. you know, and I don't think it's fair in, in my role to write what I've been told right, right. without giving her a chance to talk to me. Cause it wouldn't be very flattering. Some of the things, especially some of the former players have said, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's not nice, you know, as, as far as, as far as her influence and what, you know, whether it's real or imagined, you know, so, hey, I'm putting it out there. Hey, Matina, I know you follow me on Twitter, you know, we're not, we're not best friends, you know, hey, but if you want, I, the door is always open. If you want to clarify anything, you know, I don't think I've said anything slanderous or anything today, but, you know, but there's a lot, I mean, if you go, if you go on the Reddit and the Twitter and all that, oh, people go in on her. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I just find it, I find it so interesting. And like I said, I don't, she, she gets, uh, like you said, a lot of this heat because she's, she's the only constant from both ownership groups. And like you said, some of the other stories that, um, other players have told you or people that have been here in the past have said, but I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what she looks like. I don't know. Like, I don't know much about what actually goes on with Matina. It's just like, um, it's almost like a wizard of Oz type thing. You know what I'm saying? And I think the fact that she has Vivek's ear and allegedly has all this power, um, 
Yeah, I th- well, I don't know. Has, she she's definitely has power. As someone who I someone I know who, who's worked there told me, when you sign a new contract, you got to make sure you kiss the ring. You know, mm. make sure you know, make sure Yo, that's you know crazy. That, you know, because think about it: when Luke Walton gets his new he comes to the Kings, he mentions her in the press conference. He's probably like, "Who the hell is Matina?" <laughs> You know, <laughs> and, and, and if you don't know who she is, if you go back to the night uh, when when the Stefan Clark protest happened and you have the team and Vivek out there talking, there's a woman out there with them. That woman is Matina. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, I don't want to I'm not going to get into some of the things that I've heard, you know, whatever, at least not on the air. But, yeah, it, nah. it, 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 you know, but when you've got former a former player. And someone who's been in the organization later on as a coach through the G League, basically saying she's got to go. And I can tell you, there's players who I know who would tell you that she, though, she's got to go. And what makes it even crazier is that everyone knows that she was she's tight with Vladi and Peja. So it's mm. like if if they're gone, if you're the if you're one of the primary, she was one of the primary reasons Vladi was even in that position. So mm. that's why fans are like, why is she still there? Yeah, well, look, Matina, if 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 you get wind of this, if you're listening to, if you listen to all the J Street vibes, first of all, we appreciate you. Number two, Jason said you can have an interview. We can get it on wax. You know, you can we can put it, you know, in it with his employer, or if you want to, you know, sound off on your own, you know, verbally, you can come on the J Street vibes anytime, man. This is a safe yeah, place. This yeah, safe place. Like I said, you know, we just want to give, you know, like I said, give everybody a fair chance, you know. Uh, I got a question in my uh, athletic mailbag the other a couple of weeks ago. Who is Matina? And it's like, why is everyone scared to talk about her? I said, I'm not scared. <laughs> it ain't, you know, the thing is, like I said, I, you don't, when you don't have access to a person, I don't think it's fair to come out and swing and basically be like, oh, this person, these people, unnamed people all said this about this person and not talk to that person. Yeah. That's just yeah. me. You know, maybe I'm too ethical. Maybe I'm soft. I don't know. But that's what that's about. So, yeah. And I'm only even talking about it now because Derek Martin, you know, went went to the top of the cage, you know, (laughs) super Jimmy Fly snook on. No, he went to the top of the cage with her and and Mick Foley, he was the undertaker and just (laughs) threw her off. Like, whoa, whoa, Derek, whoa, what was that for? You know, so it didn't about, see yeah. that coming at all. Yeah, and and trust me, she'll have some. You know, I don't know how much input, but. She'll be around for the interviews, so we'll hmm. see what happens. No doubt, no doubt. Um, so, you know, it's kind of f- figuring out um, exactly, you know, the people that are still left in this uh, Kings GM battle royal. Um, I'm not going to ask you if you have a favorite. I, I don't think that's necessarily needed or appropriate. But um, who who do you think – I want to say who do you think fits what the Kings might want to do you know, moving forward, but I don't even think we know. That's an unfair question to you or to anybody because I don't think we know yeah. how they want to construct a roster or construct an, uh, an organization. And that's what makes this thing so um, so frustrating. But I will ask you this. Do you feel like, and it, it might help now that this stuff has been pushed back a little bit, but do you think they'll, they're will they going to get this thing in place before the draft? I know early on people were saying they might take a whole year before they get this done. I find that hard to believe. I find, especially with them not really looking like they're going to have Joe D involved with this team moving forward. I find it hard to believe that they don't get this done um, within the next month or so. Yeah, that's what I think. But I think it it comes down to two things. Which way do you want to go? Uh, If it's, if it's a guy like Sachin and he wants, and if he does a true disciple of Hinky, sounds like my Seth Rollins now and Murphy, but (laughs) a true disciple of Hinky, does he cut, you know, do you want to go that route and say, okay, let someone come in and blow this thing up and say, we're going to suck for four or five years, but maybe we get one or two really good players in the draft out of this. And we can then from there, maybe in 2025, I know Kings fans are probably saying, I hate you That's right now. That's crazy, bro. 2025. You know, come on. You know, man. maybe in maybe five years from now, maybe we'll, we, we, we won't go 20 years missing the playoffs. We'll go 19, you know, Maybe that's that. That's what'll happen. And to me, what that means is you're you're talking about everybody being available. You're talking about not extending De'Aaron Fox because you're not going to commit to anybody if you're completely blowing the thing up. And I can't imagine if you do that, De'Aaron would be like, "Yeah, I want to sign an extension here, so I can hmm. 
be a, I can be the one good player on in this, you know, you know. So there's a lot to figure out. Or do you hire someone who maybe is like a Calvin Booth, who's from a situation where they weren't one of those teams that constantly tanked, tanked, tanked. You know, maybe he sees a vision that that puts you closer to winning quicker. So to me, it depends on which way you want to go. Do you want yeah. to try to take what you got here? And maybe you you max out at 42 wins in a couple of years, or do you just say, you know what, that's not good enough, blow it all up. So I think that you know, and I, I do think just based on the history of Vivek's pursuits of Sam Hinkie once he was out of Philadelphia, the fact that you know it's no secret that that's something that he, someone that he liked, and you know they kind of maybe based on the whole tech background and the number they speak the same language. And, you know, and I've heard Sachin wants the job, you know, mm. you notice that when someone just starts following you on Twitter that you've never heard of, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, you know, so I, I would, I would, I would, I, I'm leaning that that's what I think was, is going to end up happening, that you're going to end up getting that and you're going to end up getting someone who might come in and say, you know what, no one here is untouchable. You know, none of these guys are my guys. So, you know what? Maybe I trade Marvin. Maybe I trade this. Maybe I, you know, mortgage, you know, I move off of Buddy. But maybe you now value, you value cap space and assets and kind of the, uh, kind of give people some insight on how that would work. You know, basically a lot of these uh, kind of from that Maury hinky tree, they'll come up with, say, example, 50 trades one day. Trades that probably make, that have zero chance of being accepted. Mm-hmm. But, They'll be like, hey, you think, you know, you think the Kings would trade Marvin Bagley for like maybe two future number ones? Mm. And like, and maybe they'll take, you know, maybe they'll take a, a veteran in this, you know, and they'll just throw it out there. So they'll, they're, they're going to be on the phone. So they'll just throw it out there. They might get laughed at, but, <laughs> you know, but they won't be afraid to, to throw anything out. Cause I, I'm pretty sure in 2015, when he talked to Vlade, he was like, how about this? We'll take these contracts, you know, just to me, you know, but how about this? We can swap with y'all for this many years for taking these contracts and we get your pick eventually. He's like, hmm, <laughs> sounds good. And you, all you Let's need is go. Well, that's a great idea. I mean, of course, eventually they botched it, you know, because, you know, whatever, because that pick ended up being, you know, well, the pick ended up being the third pick in the draft. Yeah, you know, so you know that could have been the king's savior, you know, but they they got Fox out of it, but they could have had Jason Tatum, possibly. Mm, that's the you kind know. of guy I want. I need a bucket getter, not the. I mean, Fox, you know, he could end up averaging twenty five points a, a night, you know, over the next couple of seasons. But Jason Tatum, that is a bucket getter right there from the wing position. That's yeah. what I can give it to you, inside and outside. You know, what I'm saying whatever the case that's, calls for. That's that's what I need. Look- he got a little mamba blood in him too. You can tell. He does. He does. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so yeah, but you know, so, you it, know. it all depends on which direction you want to go. Which direction do you want to go? Do you just do you want to concede this is not working and let someone come in and wipe the slate clean and then you let that coach, your coach, whoever it be, Luke or whoever, just pile up losses like Brett Brown? Mm. <laughs> or do you you know, so I mean, but we'll see. I still believe there's gonna be other names that eventually pop up and We'll we'll see how it plays. One thing that I always uh, remember about Calvin Booth is, um, you know, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just something I remember. Calvin Booth went to Penn State, I think. He played basketball at Penn State. But he has the Cal logo on his arm because, you know, Cal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I always remember that. Yeah, I was like, that's the best. I remember when I saw that in college, that's the best tattoo in the NBA. (laughs) I'm like, because my first question was, did he go to Cal? No. Who cares? <laughs> go Bears. Go Bears. I was like, yeah. So, so I guess yeah, I just remember I, yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, if he if he if he did get the job, I'd be like, man, Cal, what's up with that tat, though, man? <laughs> I that should be my thing. If they hire Calvin Booth, I will go get a Cal tattoo. <laughs> nice, nice. I like that. So we spent a lot more time than I thought we would on this King's General Manager search, and um. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely Matinez Wall, a.k.a. the Al Heyman of, of the Sacramento Kings. All my boxing people know who that is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Al Heyman of, of, of the Sacramento Kings, Matina. But, um, yeah, I, we spent a lot of time on that. Um, 
we we can go NBA playoffs. I mean, I don't. There's not. I think we can really dive in once the conference finals are set. But we can just talk about how embarrassing the the Clippers are right now. They should be yeah. embarrassed. They we really should be embarrassed for going seven with the Denver Nuggets. We can make a prediction. I'm I'm, I'm saying right now, Denver's going to win Game Seven. Stop it! Stop it! Look, I'm not. It's it's crazy for me to even say that you're you're crazy for saying that because it shouldn't even. It should have been a sweep, Jason. Come on, it should have been a sweep. Denver shouldn't have won a game. Yet here we are winning in Game Seven. The Clippers had, you know, they love giving away leads. I mean, shoot, they gave away a couple to Dallas. I mean, you know, and now look at them. I mean, you got back to back closeout games, and that's what you get. That's what you do. This, uh, is, 20, this is 2015 all over again. I've, I've, I've already, I've already said it at least ten times. But I'm serious, Jason. If I was a player on the Clippers team, I'd be embarrassed. If I was Kawhi Leonard, I'd be embarrassed. If I was Patrick Beverly, all these, I'd be absolutely embarrassed. Bro, they were up 19 midway through the third, and they ended up losing by like 16. They got run off the court. It's embarrassing. It really is. I, I mean, think they're, they're going to win game seven, though. I, you know what? I, I know I'm not going to say that. I thought they were going to win game five and game six, man. Don't make me mm-hmm. They're going to lose game seven. Wow. I, just feel, I, I just thought they're going to lose game seven because, you know, then then they will prove that they are the Clippers. And I'm gonna tell and, you right yeah. now, nobody wants to see Lakers Nuggets. Nobody. I'm fine Stop. with it. Yeah, you, you, know, you want that? I'm not even gonna disrespect them that way. I'm gonna just say, yeah, you want Lakers Nuggets. Lakers Nuggets. So look, game. Those I, pre- I think it's probably game see- three. Game three of the Western Conference Finals is on Sunday against the NFL. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Two. I love me some NBA. Everybody knows that. I love me some basketball. If it's Lakers Nuggets game three against Patriots Seahawks, the NBA is getting no burn on my TV on that Sunday. Zero. Zero. Ain't nobody trying to watch that. I'm going to watch my boy Michael Malone. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now, Jason. Boy, they're going to bring Scott Foster out there. They're going to bail out Tim Donahue. They're going to bring out Dick Bavetta. They bringing all these boys out on Monday night to to make sure or Tuesday whenever they play that game seven to make sure there ain't no Lakers Nuggets. The Clippers will go to the line seventy seven times in that game seven. Ain't no Nuggets winning no game seven. I'm gonna tell you that I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with my boy Michael Malone. I'm riding with Michael Malone, Ryan Bone, all my people who out. I'm riding with the Denver Nuggets in this. I'm, I, they, look, they I like, came back from three one down once. I want to see him do it again. And plus, I like the, I like them the, dudes. The, the, I like them dudes. Don't get it twisted. But I'm not a I'm not a believer in the NBA being fixed. I'm not a believer in NBA conspiracy theories. But I'm gonna tell you right now, Michael Malone and them boys might not have no choice. And we we have another wrestling uh, reference here. They're gonna do what's best for business on Tuesday. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Jamal Murray gonna foul out in the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, in the second quarter. They're like, hold up, the third quarter, they're up by 19. Let's cut this comeback before it starts. Jokic ejected. What the hell? They're going to triple Bo- H, got, do what's best for business on Tuesday Bo-Bo night. You got playing 35 minutes. You got Plumlee, Jokic, no, Craig, everyone's been ejected. Mike Malone. Mike Malone gonna have that look that Rick Ma- Rick Adelman had on uh, on the bench on Game Six in 2002 when he just stared. He was just he couldn't even complain no more. He just stared. And Mike Malone gonna have that same look. What's what's best for business will be done on Tuesday night. I'm still saying I'm still saying Denver wins the game. I <laughs> I just I I have zero faith in the the second the third resident of Staples Center. Wow. Um, wow. I can't wait for them to get up out of there and have the second best arena in all of basketball behind Golden One Center. It'll be the second best one and it'll blow yeah. Staples out of the I, water. I, I, I have no faith in the selfie posting. Uh, <laughs> arrogant. We're so good. We're going to turn it on. Eventually, we'll turn it on in the playoffs. Guess what? It's game. I'm still waiting for it to be turned on. I have no faith in them. Okay. I mean, I, look, I, I don't I, disagree I have, with what you're they've saying. Given, they've given me no reason to believe they can finish this. I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just telling you, as as probably the, the guy that they depend on the most when you talk about NBA ratings, they count me. They know I'm going to be there no matter what. I ain't watching next Sunday night if it's Lakers Nuggets. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm not watching. 
I'm watching. I'm watching, true. I mean, my uh, favorite team against my favorite coach. I ain't watching. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning in. If to it's that, Lakers man. Nuggets, I ain't watching. I'm tuning in. I'm, that's a win-win. I'm watching me. Cam. I'm either, watching Cam, and they rely Malone, on me. Either Malone or the Lakers. I'm, I'm rolling. I can, I can dig that. I can dig that. And, and I'll say this: if, if the, if the Nuggets come back from three-one and win the series, they are better than the Clippers. Yeah, they whatever. just they ain't beating the Lakers. They, 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 well, that's a whole different discussion. That might that might be a sweep for real. I didn't, I've been saying that the last series for these guys. That might be a sweep. I don't know to see that. But like I said, I'm I'm calling my shot right now. I say you know, I say I say nuggets win. I say nuggets win. And mm-hmm. and I will have them I will have Clipper I mean the Clipper I mean poor Clipper Daryl and the other twelve to fifteen Clipper fans in, in LA will be sad. But it's okay. They can hang up. They can hang a banner that says, "Guess what? We beat the Lakers on Christmas." Okay. Or no, they can hang up. No, no, no need for shots on the Clippers on this <laughs> on this Kings podcast. No need for all that. Go hey, go to uh, go to uh, yellow and purple uh, central for those type of shots. If, all right. This is the J Street vibes. Hey, they, they, uh, Clipper fans don't like me. No, remember the game a few years ago where they were up by like eighteen and the Kings came back and beat them. And Buddy <laughs> got one. And I tweeted, "This is why the Clippers will always be the Clippers." <laughs> They oh, came on man. me. The hell with you, you Kings fan. I'm like, oh, y'all must not know me. But this is still hilarious because y'all blew Jason, the, y'all. Go start Figueroa Street vibes, all right? This is J Street vibes. No need for shots on the Clippers here on J Street okay. vibes. Yeah, because yeah, they've taken enough shots from the Nuggets already. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll leave them be, but like I said, I'm calling it right now. Nuggets in seven. Michael well, Malone. Tim is Donahue we can get... is walking through that door. Dick Bavetta can... is walking through that door. You know and we Scott Foster win, is walking why? through that door. Because we need DeMarcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, and Rudy Gay tweeting about. <laughs> oh, no. We definitely, we definitely we don't need, need that. I, thanks for reminding the, me. We definitely we need don't that, need that. We need that content. We need them to get on Twitter and remind the world that we love that coach and they man, fired him. We, we don't uh, need we, that. I man. need Rudy Gay to remind the world. He signed an extension with the Kings and they fired the man two weeks later, damn near. We don't need that, Jason. I, we do, we do, we need this content. We need it. Oh man, we need it. I, I need, I need this entertainment. I I'll need you, this. Man. Well, that you got the, I got the Clippers. You got the Nuggets. Game seven. We'll talk about the conference finals when we come back. We may mm-hmm. come back later this week. We'll see what's going on, but for sure we'll have you guys next Monday. But before we get out of here, Jason, we're gonna have some fun. All right, and um, I gotta ask you, have you watched Power Book Two, the oh, Tariq story? Of course. And then yeah. let, me, let me ask you a follow-up question. Is there a series that you've watched where the acting has gone from a hundred to zero quicker than what we saw in power? No. <laughs> I mean, that method man scene like oh this God. together. I was like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my Met- like, oh. why are they why are they doing Method Cow? Why are they doing him like that as, as a lawyer? Fight. I mean, he is terrible. The the what have you gotten me into? Oh my I, gosh. Method Man I, from the opening scene he was in has been terrible. And I love Method Man, but I'm, he's but been garbage. Maybe if they, but I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Absolutely. I can't stop watching. I'm gonna I'm Jason, I'm, I'm gonna watch I'm all here. the books. I'm already yeah, I'm already knowing. I'm gonna watch I'm all here. the books and I'm, I'm gonna complain the whole time. Now that I'm in my forties, I'm here for Mary J. Blige looking all good and mature. I'm here for that. Auntie Mary, hello. I, I like, actually oh. I shouldn't say that because I've I've heard people get upset when you like Tracy Ellis Ross is a good example. We say Auntie Tracy and like trying to say it and she looks good and great, and they said that's weird and you shouldn't say that. So I'm not even gonna call her Auntie Mary. I'm just gonna say Mary looks great. Yeah, because when I think Auntie, I'm thinking somebody in their sixties, you know, and someone who I would like be like. How old is Mary now? Mary's is she fifty? She might be. I don't know. She looks great though. Like she looks great. I'm, but I'm, but I'm here for Power Books. I'm here for Tariq to be like, yeah. I'm in college, but I'm selling dope, and I'm working with. I'm working with the. Oh no, Mary. Mary Mary, Mary don't. Mary's forty nine. She'll be. She'll be fifty in uh, in uh, January. Wow, Mary looks great. She yeah, looks I'm, great. Under, underrated, aged beautifully. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here, but I'm here. I'm here for Method Man's acting. I'm here for. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the 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 weird tension between the professors. I'm here yeah, for all of it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and 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 I think that Tariq is going to get with his counselor. Yeah, I, I, oh, definitely. That's going to be crazy. I mean, they came out and said she's a what a, a love and sex addict. I'm like, oh god, this is. I know where this is going. She. She won't be able to separate her emotions for her Tariq and her concern for her desire to be. I said, I know where this is going. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, this is going. man. Said, That's I'm crazy. I, and I love how Yaz, the sister's grown up so much in the years. Like, yeah, was, Yaz is now 25 years old. I'm I don't, like, she, I don't I'm like, know. I'm like, wasn't she a baby when, when uh, Tom Yaz is driving? Yaz she is like, driving oh. now all of a sudden. <laughs> she's, like, she's like six feet tall now. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Where'd she come from? I, I love that about TV. It's like oh, I'm like and I'm like since the time his dad died, he's been the he's been gotten the college. Mom didn't got her. All this stuff has happened, and they still ain't buried dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like right. Tommy didn't left town. <laughs> Keisha's all this stuff has happened, and they still ain't buried ghost. Shout, like, shout out to the uh, star basketball player too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many how many times is uh Tariq gonna walk in on sex on on this on this uh this this episode of power? Like it's, it's gotta be twice twice an episode he's walking in yeah. on somebody having sex. It reminds sex me of something that happened to me with I was like, whoa, man, Warner Brothers. Well, no. That's that's gonna have to be another episode of Jones on the Road right there. No, that was, we're not gonna do that because <laughs> Underdog you know, put gonna... that on his shirt, as Shaq would say. We're not, we're not, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna put those business out there. But you know, anyone who's been to college knows that you're supposed to put a tie on the doorknob, something. You know, you know. Oh, back man. then we weren't texting, you know. But hey, put a post-it note, something. You know, <laughs> give a brother a warning, you know, so I can, you know, don't just let me walk in. It's kind of awkward, you know. Now I'm talking to the girl because y'all done. I'm, hey, how you doing? Not, like, not to hold up. Let me clarify. Not to get with her. Yeah, we just, just have a conversation. Just yeah, I'm just sitting there talking, and then one time this happened, the girl was like, "So maybe we should hang out." I'm like, "This is awkward." Uh, not my job. I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Not my uh, job." I'm like, "Maybe we shouldn't hang out." No, it's, it's not going to work for me. No, yeah, not my not job. Gonna... So I, I don't, I don't know, Jason. I got to get caught up. I know they have the second episode. We're recording this on Sunday night. I haven't seen the second episode. I'm about to watch that when we're done. But I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we maybe we have a quick little five minute power book two recap every uh, every Monday episode. I don't we know. Got to. We got to. We got to. Like I'm, I'm down. Saying, I'm with we're it. We're gonna we're gonna fight this together. Like, oh, <laughs> what have you gotten me into? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can't wait for the one with Tommy to come out. Oh my, my man Tommy! Oh my man Tommy! The one liners are going to be flowing with Tommy. I can't oh, wait. Really? And is is he? Pro- he might be in California by the time they 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 pick up his show. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh I'm, man, I'm I'm, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. So yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll we'll, ha- we'll have our weekly Power Book Two recap. Uh, <laughs> I'll be nice to the L.A. Clippers, maybe. I'm sorry. Well, if they lose this three-one lead, you can say whatever you want. I'm gonna give you five minutes to do whatever you need to do. I'll just need five minutes to laugh at the fact they have a bird with knee pads on as a mascot. Oof! And then they Sam. went, and then they went out like this, you know. And you know, it's like, I mean, there would just be. I mean, they didn't make me forget about Daniel House, you know, having oh. company. Oh man, we gotta. I'm not matter of fact. No, we're not going to touch Daniel House. <laughs> that, I'm going to let that go because that's a whole nother he, 20 minutes. He, oh, was touched man. Off, he was touched already. That's why his wife scrubbed her. That's why, that's why wifey scrubbed her from the, from the Instagram. Scrub, because, scrub, scrub to scrub for getting with somebody yeah. with scrubs. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of advice because I've, I've had some, some entanglements in my day. And the one thing you can't do to your woman is embarrass her. Nah. He has you. He humiliated his wife. Wow. He wow. humiliated her. Like of all these dudes who have been in the bubble, you gotta get caught with the woman in the. You get you get the report that you had the COVID tester up in the room, but, who then who then but, reportedly snitched and was like, I was with Tyson Chandler. Gonna throw my wow. Boy, gonna throw my boy Tyson out wow. there. Wow. Dominguez High stand up. That's unacceptable. Yeah, that she gonna, that she does something like that. Yeah, I was like, man, I hope he kept her number because he probably has to stay at her house from now on. But, but look, check this out. So it comes out that that's what's going on. 
Daniel House is like, I emphatically deny that this happened. And they're like, all right, we're going to, we're still investigating. Then it, then it comes out, well, after the investigation, we're sure that this is what happened with Daniel House. <laughs> he oh had my a God. Un, unwarranted guest for, quote, multiple hours. I'm like, oh, Ooh. you had oh you had rounds. You just, Ooh. you sat up and chit-chatted it over wine. You just, that wasn't no regular, that wasn't like no hit it and quit it. Y'all sat down and watched Netflix Ooh, together. man. They might have wow. watched Power Book. They found it. What's the show on, uh, on, on Insecure? Uh, Searching for Takesha or something. <laughs> they, were, they were watching that show. They was up there. He up there showing pictures on his phone. Hey, this is my kid. You know, God knows what he did. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. All bad. All bad. All bad. But we're not all bad. We're we're good here on the J Street Vibes, man. And uh, no entanglements here. Nah, nah, not at all, man. So we 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 gonna we gonna duck out of here, man. We are gonna mm-hmm. be back. Um, very soon. I don't want to make a promise that we'll be back later this week because we just don't know. But we'll be back very soon. You won't have to wait more than a week because we gotta we gotta get you caught up on power. So that's a yeah. fact. Yeah, All and right? I'm not taking. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to be off. I'm not. I'm not going on vacation to you know change my oil or you know do anything like that. I, I'll, I'll be around. So yeah, I'll be. I'll be here too. Um, you can read anything that Jason has to say about the Kings and their general manager search and some of the players. He's always coming with great content. Read them on the athletic. I would say you put something up probably four times a week. Generally. Yeah. You know, I, you know, last week was only just the one thing. Cause I was like, you know, working back from vacation and it was like, okay, let me, th- you know, but yeah, generally three, four times a week. You know, I'm always on the Twitter, you know, yeah. talking to the people. I'm on Instagram posting foolishness. Sometimes. Stop trolling so- me, bro. Stop trolling me. I'm sorry. It ain't my fault the Niners lost. <laughs> you can catch me on ESPN 1320 um, Monday through Friday, 12 and 2, D-Lo and KC in the middays. You can check me out there. Uh, shout out to Damien, my partner, Be Heard, the platform. Shout out to... Uh, the ever-growing platform. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. We're we, we doing this thing out here in Sacramento, man. So, uh, yeah, shout out to our producer, Big Rob, man. Feel better, man. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. Okay, uh, can we cut this last part off, all right? <laughs> play the intro music, play the outro music now, all right? Play, play it 10 seconds ago, please. Thank you. I'm Kenny Carraway. <laughs> wow, I get jumped. I get jumped on the, on the podcast by, by Rob and Jason. I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm gone. The Raiders are one and no we're out. <laughs> we out. Just win, baby. Just win. Stop it. <laughs> 